Welcome back to Catholic Messenger Conversations, our monthly podcast with Bishop Thomas Singula. Today, we're going to focus on the diocese's revised COVID-19 protocols, moving from step two to step three toward reopening, and what happens next. Right, Bishop? Whatever you want, Barb. (laughs) We always say this. (laughs) Okay, so the increasing number of vaccinated people made it possible to move closer to reopening. What is the vaccination percentage that will allow full reopening of churches, chancery, and other diocesan entities? I don't know. I mean, it it just depends on it's 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 all along. You know, we've been kind of figuring this thing out as as we go because it's it's this new thing, and yeah. we can have okay, well, there's this kind of um, target, and then it and then you know things kind of evolve, and well, that doesn't make sense, or you know whatever. So it's I mean, we're paying very close attention to the CDC what they're saying, okay. right? And they're trying to figure it out too. They don't always get it exactly right. Um, I, I, I think we want to be closer to herd immunity. We've said that in, right. from the beginning, herd immunity. What does that mean? That shifts, you know, kind of right. somewhat. And people have different ideas on that. Um, and the governor is saying, you know, she, that she wanted to have 65% of adults um, vaccinated by the end of May. I don't think we quite reached that. But now she's saying 75% by the end of June. That's but Bishop, how are we going to know, going to know? Because for instance, she has put a ban on um, vaccination passports. For example, how does anyone know? Well, how they many know, but we know how many people are vaccinated. Right. You know, they know that. I mean, they don't know exactly who. Maybe. Right. Okay. But um, so, I don't know. Is that the time? Is that will that be the the time where we um, kind of open things back up? And when we do, I, I, what we've been talking about is that's when we maybe lift the dispensations at that time oh, okay. so it's like okay we're back and and um and let's let's um it's back to you know as, as normal as we can be so t- talk about that dispensation what exactly does the dis- dispensation entail it um it dispenses people from the obligation to attend sunday mass right. so um i mean you wouldn't really even need it because you know um, there's reasons why you, you you can dispense yourself, right? You know, if you're not you're not well, or there's a pandemic, or <laughs> I mean, um, but for some people that are more maybe older and take the obligation more seriously, hopefully everybody does or or would, right. but but um, and they're maybe a little more scrup- scrupulous about it, and they and it bothers their conscience. So okay, here here it is, you know. Right. Um, and hopefully somebody on the other side of it, they don't, oh, I don't have to go to Mass, you know, and, and, and they can. Um, so I, I, we don't, I don't want to, um, I mean, nobody's really asking about the dispensation. It's not, nobody ever asks me about it other than you, Barb. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, but so I don't want to lift it too early and people feel coerced, some, so, some coerced. Cor- to be coerced to come to mass, you know, because oh, you know, I got to, and they and they're they're not ready for it. Maybe maybe it might just be a psychological thing. Somebody's right. maybe even vaccinated, you know. But I mean, some people aren't vaccinated that are vaccinated are still wearing masks. So I don't want to people feel pressure. Oh, I got to go back now, but I don't, I'm I'm nervous about it. So I, I'm I'm you know I haven't lifted that dispensation yet, but I don't have that specific. Tar- date exactly it just kind of depends on kind of how things go does that surprise you people haven't asked you beside me kind of I, it does me yeah 
I mean, early on, people were there were a few people, kind of on, kind of on the negative side of that that I, we shouldn't have dispensed, right? You know, or uh, and 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 also to lift it, you know. But that was kind of early on. It had I haven't heard anything for months at all about dispensation, which I'm okay with that. It shouldn't be. You know, I, I, I wouldn't have even need. We wouldn't have even needed it, really. If you not, if you feel you have a valid reason for not attending attending mass, then you know, and and um, it's in your own conscience, and you know, you can you can dispense yourself. But some people have a hard time making that decision. And right. So yes. For those I agree. people, it's, it's it was good to do it. I mean, I grew up in an era where you know <clears throat> you went to Sunday mass, or there's a huge guilt trip for not. Yeah. Going. I mean, somebody told me a woman that. Um, <laughs> Recently, she actually she did she she actually did somebody did talk to me about it. She she said, you know, her husband's not going to go to mass back to mass until I lift the dispensation. So she's like, kind of asking when that would be, not putting pressure on me, but just sort of wondering when that would be, maybe sort of implicitly pressure, right. you know, whatever. But so that she she did say, you know, um, for him, it, it would help him to come back to mass. Maybe he's nervous about it or you know whatever. And, but I don't want to coerce people. Right. You could give him a personal call and say, we'd really like to have you come back to Mass, Jim, or whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whatever. What are you hearing from pastors and parishioners about the mask protocol that requires unvaccinated persons to wear a mask at church and to socially distance? Oh, I've been hearing. I don't hear anything from pastors at all about that. I hear from parishioners, um, a f- you know, some, um, a fair number, not like lots, but... They feel like it's discriminatory, like we're shaming them. You know, um, they've chosen not to get vaccinated. These are more people. I don't hear so much from people that can't be vaccinated, but right. people who've chosen to because of um, the the, the uh, in terms of the stem cell kind of abortion thing, right? Or um, just they're just not into vaccinations or masks or whatever, and so. Those some of those people um, kind of tell me they want to make their own decision. They um, I shouldn't be telling them, um, you know, what to do. They're big boys and girls, and 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 they're like they were having making them wear a scarlet letter, having to wear a mask and and social distance. Um, so I hear I hear that, and I respond that. It's, you know, it's, it, so it is what it is. There's these two different groups, and the CDC kind of made a distinction. Okay, this group, people who are vaccinated, and others that are that aren't, then they need to um, just govern themselves differently. And so, uh, so I I talk about, so they they don't like the word re- requirement. Oh, okay. I don't like that. They wanted me to say like I strongly recommend. So. It's, they're, it's a they're feeling it's this conscience thing for them is my sense right. of it, and so the onus is on. Before it was you know the diocese kind of saying you know do this, and now the onus is on them. You know the right. burden's on them to 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 be safe and and um, and so I mean it's what I kind of one thing I say is it's not trying like picking on you or um, shaming you. It's more it's it's love the people that. That need to really be careful are people who are unvaccinated now, right? Right. Who's vaccinated, they could still potentially get the virus, but they're not. It's not going to be these terrible effects. 
Um, I mean, there's a slight possibility of that, but it's very, very minimal. Um, so it's, I tell them it's out of love for you, you know? For whatever reason somebody's not vaccinated, we need to protect them, and, and we need to, to um, um, be concerned about their safety, that they can pass it on from one unvaccinated person to another. And everybody's, if everybody's at mass, without masks, and close together, it's not, you know, it's not a loving thing. And, and if we're concerned about the common good, right? And, um, you know, I, I'd like to think we, that people would do this even on their own without the diocese saying, okay, this is, this is our guidelines. And, and when it, it boils, comes right down to it, we're not, there's no vaccination cards, there's no vaccination police. I can't control what people do. People can come in and do it. It's on the. It's their conscience. It's an honor system. It's an honor system. It's just the way it is. And, you know, I mean, we're not going to kick somebody out if you don't want to follow our guidelines. So these are people who probably feel, would feel a sense of guilt if they didn't. Right. Because they are unvaccinated. And they, because I'm thinking it would be easy enough to just say, okay, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not vaccinated, but nobody's going to know. But they're not looking at it that way, are they? They're looking at it from the idea that I need to be honest with myself and with God. Yeah, I mean, they're they're looking at it as, yeah, they, they want me to say it's okay. So it's on my conscience. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, they, they, they'd be okay going back and, and not wearing a mask and, you know, as long as, um, you know, there was if there wasn't, wasn't a requirement. And I'm like, you shouldn't be okay with that, you know? Uh, and so, um, so it is what it is, and people are gonna make decisions that they're gonna make, and I, I can't control it, and I'm just, I'm trying to look out for, for the people that I'm responsible for. It's just one more of the, the, the frustrations of, uh, of this uncertainty, of the unknown, of this whole yeah. illness, and the idea that people want to be done with this thing. And yeah, right, and I'm saying, it's a minor inconvenience. Just hopefully right. it won't be too much longer. Can we just kind of an hour right. at mass? Can we be concerned mm-hmm. about each other? That's yeah. what I'm saying. And so anyway. What about you? Do you wear a mask at any time? And if so, when would you wear a mask? Well, I'm figuring it out as we go along, just like everybody else. I'm, you know, f- fully vaccinated, so I wouldn't have to. Right. But I do... I. I do still wear a mask when I distribute communion. Okay. I, di- I, dis- I still wear a mask when I'm confirming young people. They're mostly not vaccinated. Okay. And, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I don't know. I still, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't need to because, you know, I mean, there, somebody, I still could get the virus um, and I, I, might not have, I might not have any symptoms. I'm not sure if you can, uh, you know, if you can pass it on. Right. You know, even when you've been vaccinated and you and you get it, and so I, I'm not sure about that. And if I'm going to have a chance to, maybe it's I don't know where that's at, but if if it's a chance and I, I um, of that, and I'm possibly going to run into somebody who's unvaccinated, I, what's it's not a big deal to wear a mask. No, it's not. I've noticed I feel guilty if I see people wearing a mask. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should put on a mask just out of courtesy. I think it's about that, too. Like, yeah. I think about that, too, just to be in solidarity with somebody. Yeah. I do think about that as well. And so I've, 
Oh, I'm glad because I thought, I, is this something from this whole pandemic? I'm just so, it's such a habit that I wear a mask that I want to put one on. And yet I love the idea of being fully vaccinated and not having to wear a mask. Yeah. But but I still feel like I, I, I don't want people to think I'm better than them because I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah, I, I think, um, right. I, I think we're all... It's just it's it's so new to to you know you don't have to wear a mask. It's only been a couple right. of weeks, and it's it's just hard to get used to something different. It is, and, you know. But do you have any special masks? Do you have like special colors and? No, I love people. Get, people have given me a lot of. of I don't really buy, have to buy anything. So, so, so you have for, what, one for each liturgical season. Well, I was doing that a little bit. I got uh, Saint Ambrose had um, these purple masks during Lent. I was there for a mass, and I grab one of those and wore that for a while so um no i'll just and i have a green one somebody gave me i kind of was wearing that during ordinary time but then i kind of went with the what n95 somebody gave me some of those oh, okay. I thought, well, maybe that'd be the better thing. do you like I, i'm just curious and last one i'll ask about this but do you like launder your own masks or stick yeah. them in a washing machine or something yeah, yeah. okay I mean, obviously the the ones the, those um <laughs> certain ones that you just that aren't cloth you just throw them away <laughs> That's you know, whatever, right. but yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't work very well in the washing machine. How helpful or not helpful was Governor Reynolds' ban on a mask mandate in all schools? Well, it wasn't helpful for us. And, you know, working with the um, education um, division, the, it's like, why now? Can we just finish out the year? You know, is that that much time left? Can we just we're used to this thing, and so it was it was kind of frustrating, and and then so then there was the CDC saying one thing, and the Iowa Department of whatever it is for education, that, um, it's saying something else, and it's conflicting. So we ultimately said, you know, it, you know, to the schools, the principals, if if you want, you know, you can follow the the um, Iowa Department of Education. Um, guidelines, but we we really encourage you to follow the CDC guidelines. So, I think most of them um, did, but I don't think they all did. But it was it was it's just one more. It's you know when you have to pit one group against another and you know different sorts of um, rules and regs, it makes it messy. And it would sure be nice if it were uniform, isn't it? I mean, just just I mean that would add to a little bit more certainty in this uncertain time. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking. Yeah, people are looking for that, and it, and then you have to, and not people have to make decisions then, principals and you know parents and just yeah that whole right. thing has been really hard I think in, in a lot of different levels. I'm wondering too, um, how has your calendar changed since the revised protocols took effect on Pentecost? Well, it's just only well, been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's only been a couple of weeks. I would say, you know, I mean, my, in terms of the calendar, kind of what it looks like when I'm out and about, it's different in terms of the protocols, but but I'm pretty much back to normal. I mean, I can't get into prisons yet, and there's things like that. I, I called home, they're shut down again, you know, and things like that. But mostly, mostly I'm back at it, uh, I would say. So it, it didn't affect things too much me yet, but I, you know, things have, are still. Have you been able to like visit the retired priests at, if, if they're in a nursing home or? A yeah, I was. I have been. I, you know, um, I, I was for a while. I, I could call home. I was there. Father Busher's there now, and, and um, Bishop Franklin, 
I was I did I was able to get there to visit them when they opened it up again, and then now it's shut down again. Though they had oh. some COVID cases. Okay. Um, so so now it's yeah so it's just hit and miss. That's is that hard on them or harder on you because you like to well i think it's hard on everybody everybody in that situation for sure anybody in a care center or just grandparent at home that can't Mm -hmm. interact with grandkids and i think it's harder on everybody but i i mean i stay in touch with our retired priests here that that live at the um, vincent center so i can you know i've I've, I've been careful, but I've been able to. They've fared very well here, haven't they? The retired piece. They've done great. We didn't get the virus here. They, you know, it was hard, but but they 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 were in good spirits. They kind of um, looked to each other more. It seemed like, and you know, kind of um, as, as as a community. And but yeah, they were they were in good humor and. Kind of like a monastery in a way. I think maybe yeah. And thought about. Did they that. still say mass together every day? At, yeah, one of them was um, more careful than the others, and uh-huh. so, so he kind of, kind of, did like sit with them at lunch and, oh, okay. and celebrate his own mass. And, and then the two Tanzanian priests, they were, you know, going to classes and stuff. So oh, that's right. They're they're on the other side of the building. Okay. And then they were celebrating mass by themselves. And then in the dining room, they sit on, on the other end, and they were careful because okay. they were out and about. So I think you know we we took precautions and. Um, we were fortunate, you know, that those everybody. That was really, really fortunate. Right. And then, what do you see parishes doing to prevent alienation between vaccinated and unvaccinated churchgoers? Yeah, so, I mean, one thing I've been encouraged them to do is not to use that language. I mean, if you have to, yeah. you know, you'd have to, uh, okay, you'd wear a mask if you're not vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated. But, but otherwise, in terms of like, you know, um, kind of sep- creating a certain space for different situations. You don't have to say, okay, unvaccinated are here. It could be just people who need or desire to, you know, to, um, you know, to, 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 to wear masks and socially distance. And, you know, just in terms of what your comfort level is, it might be because you, maybe you're vaccinated, but you still want to do that. Or, you know, or, or you're, um, you can't get vaccinated, you know, because of some, Health situation, or you've chosen not to for whatever right. reason. So it's it's it could be any anything. But here's this here's a place that people need to that for people who need to be careful and um, you know be and 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 for their, their own safety. So I, so that that would be something. Another thing I don't know if anyone's doing this, but um, you know you could have a separate mass or one of the masses designated. As, as a mass for people who aren't vaccinated so it's not like there's two different groups at the same mass kind of a thing but here's a mass for people um, just for people who want to want to and need to um, take extra precautions so for instance if they're not that and then they would be socially distanced yeah and so there, w- there won't be this, it wouldn't be a sense of alienation there's here's this group over here yeah. at the same mass it's just a mass just for people okay who aren't aren't vaccinated so that, I mean, mi- that might not be so practical in a smaller parish no though, i know right? it might not right it might not be practical and i don't know i don't i'm not sure i know that there that is happening some places in the country oh okay I don't know if anybody's doing that in our diocese, but I'm okay. just saying that right. is a possibility. 
some parishes aren't they also like in our parish for example we're still doing every other pew so it's just the whole yeah, no church is there other right pew. i know one parish yeah another parish the other end of the diocese was going to continue with masks and social distancing so there's not a separation right and the reason there was because like lots of people haven't gotten vaccinated oh okay and so and and and, and people the pastor's concerned about, um, you know, how do you know? How do, if you just kind of, if he's concerned that a lot of people will come come without wearing a mask, and and without social distancing, that um, you know that aren't vaccinated, and if if you, if you, if you do what most parishes are doing, you know? right? So he's kind of just staying. I'm not sure if he's still doing that, but he, he in this early on he was saying he was going to continue with. Everybody masking and everybody social distancing. Does everybody wear a mask too at your parish? No. So nobody's wearing a mask. But Some people, a few people, are wearing masks. See, that's where I feel like, should I wear a mask? Um, but I, no. I don't. And so there, it's it's some are and some aren't. Yeah. So you have no idea if that person is wearing a mask because yeah. they haven't been vaccinated. They just feel safer. And so, but it's that's a situation where I feel like, gosh, should. Should I be wearing a mask? I know. Then? I know. It's 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 that's where it's at these days. It's and and I'm thinking when this is all done, like I don't know when the end point is, but it'd be great to take all those placards that say, "No one sits in this pew," or the ribbons, and yeah. <laughs> just put them in a pile somewhere and have a ceremony or something yeah. to to celebrate like the end of that. Burn them or something. Burn them or something like that. Kind of like a mortgage burning. How would you compare the singing in congregations pre-pandemic and post-pandemic? Well, it's early on. Yeah. You know, I've only been probably, you know, I've had a few masses out there. Yeah. And it was kind of quiet this last weekend with the Memorial Day. There, I did have a confirmation mass. But um, so it's, I've had limited experience with that. It, it is nice to be able to sing again. I, I know for me personally, it's yeah. It's just even hard to, it's, it's, it's even hard to get used to in terms of wow we're singing again you know so it's just taken a while to let that sink in and this is really really great and but I I don't know I, I noticed at one mass you know I mean it depends on the parish and the, and the group but um, it's like everybody was singing robustly everywhere you right. know I mean I, there was a mass I was at uh, since we've kind of relaxed things where, you know, okay, here's this song we're gonna sing, and I, I'm walking up the aisle, and there's like, not a lot of people having a music book in their hands, and that that's pre-pandemic, and now you know, post-pandemic, you know, certain times when I, you know, I see that, and it just totally breaks my heart because singing is so important, and you know, just it makes such a difference, and it's like people didn't even pick up a book you know and when it's a lot of people it's always some probably but when it's a lot I'm like oh man it just it breaks my heart honestly I I would agree with you I mean the singing it just I it just almost brought tears to my eyes to be able to sing and yeah. I noticed like um, we did the parts of the um, you know the the mass setting the certain mass setting with uh, you know the Gloria and the and the uh, you know all of the other parts of the mass setting and people were singing it by heart, you know. I mean, it's like it came back. It was yeah. all the from 15 months ago. But I noticed, at least for me, I felt like the singing was more hopeful and more 
full. The, the other thing I noticed is that my throat hurt a little bit. Well, I was like I was, yeah. And I think people who really appreciate singing, yeah, definitely, I had that sense of that. But for me, it was I. Where was I? I had a confirmation somewhere, and it was like right early on when we allowed singing again, and um, and so yeah, it was at West Branch, and these there's these music they're really, you know, experienced and they're they're, okay. We're gonna do this and sing Gloria, and I'm like. Okay, you know, before mass, talking it over, they're gonna. Are you gonna sing the mass parts? Well, yeah, we can. You know, um, we can do that. Pull that off. And I'm like, oh my god, I, I wonder if I remember my parts. You know, for the moral oh, acclamation yeah. and and um, the doxology. And I'm, I, I didn't have time. I'm, I had stuff to do before mass, and and all of a sudden, so then it's the mass and at the memorial acclamation that's a simple one you know then right. while they're singing i'm looking ahead at the doxology and seeing if i still have those notes you know there in my head and so i'm gonna oh gosh i'm just gonna kind of hope that it's like riding a bike and right. and it came back and it was so it was awesome. it was fine it was good but i was really nervous during eucharistic prayer that i haven't done this i haven't done this for over a year yeah you know but it was it was fun to you know what sing. i noticed with the gloria when we were singing it I know it by heart, but when I have to recite it, I have to read it. Yeah, no, I can't. I, 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 isn't that interesting how you um, yeah. singing? Well, you're you're in the rhythm of the song. I just sort of I yeah. know somehow it comes to you. That, that was really neat. And I've already asked you about the plan to lift the dispensation to ten mass. That's sort of still up in the air. It's not like you're saying, okay, on August first. Yeah. The dispensation. Yeah, we'll get people lifted. advance notice, but it's. I, I, I'm I'm hopeful it'll be. This summer, summer sometime, and hopefully not too far into the summer. That would be great. You know, so we'll see. I'm wondering too. What are your thoughts about the continuation of live streaming and recorded masses? Is that a good idea? Not a good idea? That's no, a good idea. I mean, I think lots of parishes will continue doing that. There's some people that can't go to mass, right? Homebound, you know, even right. pandemic or no pandemic. So I think. I don't know. That probably I'm not. I haven't like done a study of that or survey, but um, I'm guessing. A lot of them will continue on with that, and, and some won't. But um, at least like one mass, you know, we know how to do it, and it's simple enough once you kind of get it figured out and you have the equipment. And I'm thinking that people who watch mass at home, it's not like they would be adverse to go. I mean, th- they're going to be people who probably would go to mass, aren't they? If they're taking the time to yeah, watch you'd like mass. To, I know. I, you'd like to think that, you know, that people like. That could go to mass would go wouldn't go yeah that they would go but you yeah. like to think that they, yeah that there wouldn't that wouldn't be a case a matter of oh I don't have to I can watch it you know um, a, a live stream and uh, I'll just kind of stay in my pajamas and not go to mass when they when they could go I, I I'd like there probably be a few people like that I hope that it's not a lot I mean if whatever you know I mean it, there's because there's a Eucharist and everything else and just being a part of a worshiping community it's yeah, I'd like to think that would happen. So well, I, ha- I have an uncle, and he had a um, couple of bouts with cancer, and so he's really careful. Yeah. And he had stem cell transplant right. and everything. So, and he's out in Maryland, and he has been the whole time watching Mass. And he said, "Oh, it's great! You should see Barb the, you know, the Mass that I get to watch right. it from my parish." And so I did. It was good. And then last week we talk every week, and and he said to me last week, he said, "Barb." He said, I'm going to Mass in person. Yeah, he said, it's just not the same. Yeah, it's just, he him. said, it's just, it's 
the experience is just so much richer yeah. to be in person, but, he but said. It, but if somebody can't go to Mass, right? you know, the idea would be that they could worship online, you know, to the right. they can with their own community. I mean, you got, you, even before the pandemic, there are Masses out there. You can find everything. Right. That's all fine, but the idea would be that you could do it, um, you know, worship with your community. Right, exactly. So... So, so I'm wondering too. Should virtual meetings continue? I mean, like parish meetings and diocesan events in virtual form, or do you think it's time to come back together? No, it's going to be. We, there's a lot of things that we've learned from this thing that you know um, that have been good in terms of how to deal with this thing, and that's one of them. They'll, that one's not going to go away. Those still mm-hmm. be virtual meetings, and. And it can be helpful. I mean, I, right. I think about, you know, um, groups I'm a part of, and, like, you know, maybe we meet, we'd meet regularly at St. Pat's in, in yeah. you know, in Iowa City because it's, they got good facilities, and it's, you know, it's more central than Davenport. So it's an hour there and an hour back, and there's dinking around, and, you know, before yeah. and after, yes. which is all good stuff. Right. But that's a lot of time, you yes. know. And maybe it was just an hour meeting or something. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think it's going to be a mixed bag. You know, a, a, a certain number per percentage of it depends on the group. You know, right. and 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 what and and also what the topic of of, of the meeting, the agenda. But I think there's going to be a lot of where, you know, a certain percentage you meet you meet online virtually. Right. Yes. And then, but it's it's important to be together once in a while. Yes, it is. Like here at the Chancery, we this week we opened back up again, not to the out to the public yet, you know, but uh, at least partially, a little, you know, limited to that kind of a thing. But but people coming back to work, and you know, and you know, we could continue on the way it is, but there is something about being together. There's energy around that. There's just you drop in, you talk about something. You know, it's that's not scheduled. It's it's so that I think it's going to be a mixed bag where there's. I, I think it'd be you know again it depends on the group how often but right. sometimes have a an get in-person together. Meeting. What what about your U.S. bishops meetings? Will that be vir- are you is that virtual this spring or do you go it's to virtual? DC? Yeah, and, and yeah, this month it's it's virtual this okay. month and then hopefully in person. And is that a, a kind of meeting that you think is better to be at in person or virtually? Yes, a lot of time. Yeah, I, I haven't heard them talking about like one of those being virtual and one not. You know, there's like two a year. I haven't heard any discussion about that. But I mean, theoretically, you could. But you do lose a lot, you know, for with that kind of a thing, like a convocation or something. Yeah. Or, or just something. Where you get together and and um, hang out for a chunk of time, that's you lose a lot with when it's when it's virtual. I'm wondering too. Some Catholics believe our diocese has taken a particularly cautious approach to protocols throughout the pandemic. How would you respond to that perception? Yeah, I have heard that a little bit, and people will use the word paternalistic. You know, they can make their own decisions, <laughs> and. Um, I, if that's the case, that I am too cautious or paternalistic, I'll accept that criticism. I mean, I'd rather, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the shepherd of, of, of the faithful of this diocese. I'm, I'm a spiritual father. 
you know, think about, you know, people in your, somebody's a father, a mother, and naturally, right. and you care about your children. And I, and it's not like they're children or anything. It's right. just, I, if I ask people to, to do, you know, to be inconvenienced in, 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 in a minor, in minor ways, like wearing a mask, social distancing right. for a little while longer, and I am overly cautious. Right. I can live with that. I mean, I, I can live with that. That's that's. I don't see that as this terrible thing, right? You know. So it's. And I, I when I was um, ordained and installed here, I I said that I look at this as a, as a love affair. My relationship with the di- that's diocese. Right. Remember, I said that. Yep, I remember and that. If I love people, I don't know. So I'm overly cautious, paternalistic. You can take that. That can be a negative kind of a connotation of right. that, but in a positive way, um, I'm just giving. Here's some guidelines. Yeah, right. you big kids do what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna give you these guidelines, and I'd like you to reflect on them. And I can't control everything, but um, and 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 it's not like they're not onerous. So right. that's how I see that. Exactly. So I'm wondering, how are the revised protocols affecting the new initiative to encourage people to rediscover Sunday? How do you think that's Yeah, I don't know. Help? Again, it's too early to tell exactly, but I'd like to think, I mean, I hear people are coming back. Some places, it sounds like kind of, they're back at it, just, you know, for the most part. Others, maybe it's a little bit slower, but people are returning, and I think, you know, um, the vaccine, obviously, is the main reason. Easter, I think that kind of got people back, that helped, and... Um, and then these protocols, you know, that's going to uh, make a difference for for people. So, yeah, so it's it's a piece of it. It's not the whole thing, but it's it's just kind of it's all kind of flows together, kind of naturally. These different for these different thing, reasons where people are kind of more and more comfortable coming back. And it's a good idea to start inviting. Our pastor said, invite someone to church next Sunday. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. I think it's, you know, I was kind of saying, you know, we have these, we we have a list of different um, uh, kind of uh, things that pe- parishes might do. Yeah. You know, strategies, and and so it's not like you have to do this, but here's some ideas, and one of them is that, and and and, and we were kind of saying when the time is right, you know, so right. when is that time right? Maybe now, if somebody's vaccinated, you know, you know, bring them. Um, so, yeah, people are. It's it depends on the on the on the parish kind of what might work one place might not work another place. But some people, yeah, there's create creative things going on out there like that. Great. One last final question: What are the most important lessons you've taken away from the pandemic? Um, I mean, one is one of the ones I talked to the confirmation candidates about when I talked to them before mass. Often I'll. I'll talk about, you know, how quickly things can be um, taken away from us. Yeah. Things can change. And we saw that, like, with them, school, boom, no school, you know. And then there's this online thing. It took them a while to get their act together. So, wow, school. And then one day you have it, one day you know you don't. Jobs for, you know, some people. Yeah. All of a sudden it's, like, gone. And um, freedom to just kind of come and go where you want. I'm in control of my life. And all of a sudden, you know, especially last summer, we're hunkered down. 
you know, health, wow, boom, overnight I get COVID. And, you know, it might not be, might be um, minor symptoms or it might be big things or long COVID, like what they call, refer to as long COVID yes, or death. Yes. So there's all these things and we could go on and on and on with it. Right. And so basically, like for, like for young people, but for all of us, you know, it's, um, life is really fragile. Yeah. And, and the things of the world are temporary. Yeah. You know, so we're going after, we're running around doing these things, and, and it can all go so quickly. And, and even if it's not like a pandemic or something that just, you know, the years fly by, right? So hopefully people are, that gets people, this has got help people to reflect more deeply on, um, you know, uh, on just what really matters in life. And, and there's temporary things and there's eternal life and are we really getting prepared for that and, and even in life in this world are we you know hopefully people have gone deeper and into how they they um they're, they're thinking and, right. and and praying more i was i was at a, something this morning a woman was talking about how she's really drawn, drawn a lot closer to god through this whole thing just need you know just the need, needing to lean on god more and that's really that's what you'd hope that could you know okay, there's this bad thing and, and and who wants bad things to happen but when they do my line is you know god can squeeze grace out of these things for us if we're if we're watching and 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 you know participating with him so that's and another thing is it's the importance of family and and friends we, we can take each other for granted and all of a sudden especially you know um extended family yes uh, you know, gosh, it's like, you know, I mean, my family's going to get together, my, our, the siblings, uh, in early August, and we've done Zoom, you know, um, calls and things, but it's been, it'll be, a, gosh, you know, I don't know, maybe almost a couple years by then. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 just I think we can take a lot of things for granted and this can shake us up and hopefully it can help us to see things a little more clearly. Awesome. Bishop, thanks a lot for this. Sure. session's yeah. been really interesting. You're welcome, We'll Barb. see you next time, Bishop. All right. It's a deal. <laughs> Thank you.